Good afternoon, gang. Uh, we're here at Ask Alliance with the United Way of Waco McLennan County, and we're excited today to uh, have just a casual conversation with Wendy Ellis and Stephanie Mabry of the United Way. Ladies, welcome. We appreciate you being here with us. Thank you for the opportunity. We're excited to have you here on this lovely Friday afternoon. Absolutely. It's great to be Friday. It is great to be Friday. Well, ladies, if you wouldn't mind, just give a quick intro of what you do here mm -hmm. and how long you've been here and just any other background you'd like to share with us. Do you want to go first? Sure. I'll be happy to go first. So I've been with the organization for two years now, and I oversee our fundraising and marketing efforts, communications, PR. And what brought me to United Way was the idea that I could expand my footprint in terms of the work that I'm doing in the nonprofit um, space. I had worked previously for several nonprofits that are in fact funded by United Way, and this was an opportunity to um, spread my wings, so to speak, and just have a greater influence. Mm -hmm. um, I'll let Wendy talk about sort of the nuts and bolts of what United Way does, but that's sort of my background and what brought me here. Good deal. Thank you. So I came in as a CEO in April of this year, and I come from a completely different background uh, than Stephanie. I spent a large part of my career in economic development and uh, Chamber of Commerce work. And what I love about United Way is that we are the bridge between the for-profit and nonprofit sectors, and we're able to connect resources um, to the need and where they are needed most in our community. And gotcha. so that was what really um, attracted me to the job was because it does tie in with a lot of what I had done in economic development when we look at quality of life issues and uh, uh, job creation and, and wealth uh, building wealth in the community because when we can utilize those resources uh, to their maximum effectiveness then we can raise the quality of life for everyone and sure. so that's the exciting part for me well welcome to Waco first thank of you. all yeah thank you consider it's, it's hard to believe it was just April there's all kinds yeah. of stuff going on uh, and also failed to introduce we're here with Todd Moore who's done some of our Ask Alliance sessions he's our chairman of Alliance Bank Central Texas um, you mentioned something that I kind of want to dig into, and we'll probably get to the nuts and bolts of sure. exactly what the United Way of Wake Up McLennan County does. But you mentioned connecting the for-profit with the nonprofits. How does the United Way do that? Well, I think there's a lot of different ways, and so I'm going to let I'll let Stephanie kind of talk to the individual different ways. But probably what we're most known for is our workplace campaigns. Okay. And so what I what is unique about United Way and the way that we fund for the nonprofits is with our workplace campaign, uh, because what it does is you know we we toss around the word philanthropy, right? And people think that in order to be a philanthropist, you, you have to be really wealthy, you have to have a lot of resources, and that's not the case, especially with United Way, because philanthropy is truly just care and concern for the well-being of others and showing that concern through a gift of a generous donation. And generous is, def is different by sure. definition for anybody and, and whatever resources they have available to them. And so what we are able to do through our workplace campaign is we connect the employees in a business with an opportunity to give and be part of the, the philanthropic community in Waco. And we currently have 43 different nonprofits that are eligible to receive funding through United Way um, 
either through grants or through designations in the giving process. And so when Stephanie talks about expanding the footprint, that's what we mean because we work with programs that improve quality of life and health and education, financial stability, and safety net services. So we get to kind of touch and be part of all of those missions versus having one very specific project sure. that we work on. So uh, the workplace campaign is, is, is kind of our heart and soul and it's what really gives just all of us, you know, the opportunity to support our neighbors and support those that are most in need in our community. So that's the most well-known part of our giving, but there's lots of other opportunities for people to give through United Way. So you want to talk about some of the other? Sure, sure. To, to, to piggyback off of what Wendy has mentioned here, I think one of the things that United Way does really well is we adapt and meet what our customers need. And the customer is the donor. It's the individual that wants to give and wants to contribute and be a part of this um, a larger pool of money that comes together and is, is granted out or, or designated out. So there are a number of ways, like for example, we have our workplace campaign so the individual employee can give. We also have corporations that like to do a corporate match or a corporate gift in and of itself. We have plenty of donors who may not have a uh, designated workplace, maybe they're retired, maybe they're a stay-at-home spouse, or they st and they still want to give a gift, so they will individually give a gift. And we see some significant gifts um, in size from those individual donors as well. A lot of our workplaces like to do um, like a chili cook-off or they do a bake sale of some That's kind. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, it's fun, it's fun. I think it, it builds community in the workplace. It allows the individual to be a part of something that, uh, you know, when you look at it across the community, we're talking about thousands of individuals that are giving through over 100 workplaces. So, so many different ways that United Way can try to meet the donor where they are to provide them that avenue to give. You know, I've been surprised through the years to see how, although United Way has a great brand, has been around for a long time, how many people still do not understand how it works, just the basic mechanics of them that, for instance, United Way provides no services directly. Right. And when they hear United Way agency, oh, that's United Way agency. But just just briefly, how many agencies, their health and human service agencies, agencies that help people with low or, or no income type of thing? And when I was involved, it was probably 20. How many, how many agencies do we fund through United Way currently? We have 43 that are 43. eligible. That's so if you're giving, you can designate a gift to one of yeah. those agencies or if you don't designate, then it goes into the campaign pool, yeah. and that's the money we use for the grants. That and go I, out. I used to, in, in trying to convey the value of United Way, I used to really kind of, um, and still do, kind of discourage people from from designating, just from the standpoint, mm -hmm. not that there's anything wrong with that, and we'll take it, of course, but part of the value of United Way is that you have people that oversee and, and govern. You know, because mm -hmm. like 20 years ago, that agency may have been a great place to invest your money and they were providing a great service, but they're only as good as their current leadership and that type of thing. Right. And if they're giving funds from the United Way, there's a volunteer board and, and volunteer committee that really oversees it every year that they're doing what they said they do with the money. They have accountability, they have to have all the financial stuff. There's all kinds of things that, that goes into that. That So I, I feel good that I could give the United Way and they're going to manage the process. And, and another thing that came to mind uh, that I still try to tell people is that, I don't know if it's a good analogy or not, but it works for me. There, anyone that's been in Waco for many years and understands there's some really great philanthropic uh, foundations here in town. Mm -hmm. You know, Rappaport, Moody, Waco Foundation. 
and I kind of sold it as this is kind of the working person's foundation, meaning those people contribute large sums of money and the earnings from that, you know, perpetuate. United Way has to raise our money every year. Right. And it's a way for us at the time when I was making minimum wage, you know, that I could still be a part of giving, but we have to raise our money every year, that we don't have it. You know, it's, it's part of that. And the, and the corporate campaign or the company campaign is the best way to do that. It used to be the highest percentage of the budget each year. It's still, still, of the total funds the United Way comes in, I mean, it's 70 or 80%, I would bet. I don't at know. least, yes. Yeah, it's a big yeah. part. So, and I found it's always really nice to see that the people that give are the ones that are really, that are, that are you know, more of the, those hourly, uh, the, what was the designation when you contribute one hour per month? Uh, a fair share. Fair share gift, yeah. It was, it was always good to see those folks, folks, you know, when we were making $10 an hour, that we contributed $10 a month. And, and that's where, and feel good about it, because that's where the bulk of the campaign came from, you know? That's what I love about it, too, is because it does bring in the, everyone, right? And yeah. it gives everybody an opportunity to give where they're comfortable. And then I do think that that is one of, for the business side, right? So we, we provide funds to help other nonprofits provide services in, in town. And then, but I think we provide a service to the business community because we do handle that administrative part, and we do make sure that we have a really rigorous vetting process for nonprofits that are going to be receiving funds. There's an application process and a review process, and then the board. And we have changed our granting program over the last two or three years to really look at the organizations that are making an impact. And that's what allowed us to open it up and have more agencies that were eligible mm -hmm. to receive funding. And and it has a level of accountability for them in that too because the grant process is competitive. And so when we put those applications out there and everybody answers the same questions and then we take those to volunteer committees made up of uh, people throughout the community, um, some who have lived experience, who have received services from uh, the agencies that are seeking funds and others who have been donors and have contributed, but they everybody has a different perspective, right? right? And so we blend those perspectives and those volunteer organizations make the recommendations for funding and then that goes to our board and they make the final decision and approval on how those grants go out. Now that's a great point too, uh, you know, through the years with any national organization, there'll be national news that came up and, and uh, I was reminded now, but tell people, you understand the United Way is local. Yes. It raises the money locally. It's managed by local volunteer boards. So it looks like our community because it's run by our community that hires the staff and does all that. And money's raised here and used here. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, our, our part at the time that I was involved, you know, they went to national. was, you know, It's a very small thing. It was hardly yes. anything for the administrative right. part of using the national name. Yes. But I think that helped people to understand that, that the United Way in McLennan County is going to reflect the values and the service needs of McLennan County. Orange County, you know, New Jersey, where it's gonna meet, because it's run by the people in that, in that community. I think that's really important for people to know. I agree, and I, I'm really glad to hear you emphasize that, because that has been one of the things that I found uh, since I had told people I was gonna be working for United Way, how many people didn't know that the dollar stayed local. Mm -hmm. And that was really important to me because mm -hmm. that's, you know, I want to be working in the community that I'm in and I want to be investing and helping improve that locally. I want it to be reflective of the mm -hmm. values that we have and, and the needs that the, the community identifies. And so that's what I think is so great because we are able to adapt. Uh, last year being an example, we, we stepped in as one of the many organizations to help 
with the COVID relief funds that went out into the community. And so we, because of the administrative process we have set up with um, the workplace campaign mm -hmm. and how we handled those dollars already, we were able to very quickly adapt, be able to bring those dollars in-house, put them back out into the community, and we put out 100% of what was raised, went back out into the community. There were no administrative funds mm -hmm. taken out of any of that. And when those monies went to the agencies, it was with the directive, 100% of this goes to your, yeah. your clientele, your people that need services. You, you don't keep an administrative fee either. Yeah. And so 100% of that money went out into the community. And we're really proud of that and how quickly we were able to kind of help pull that together and, and provide that service in the community and get those funds out. Well, by, by any measure, if you look at that, as far as nonprofits, if you look at their administrative and fundraising costs as compared to what goes out, United Way has really been efficient on that. Yes. And you know, at, at one time I know it was 10 or 12% or some number, but you compare it to other, uh, it, they're really conscious, and the board's really conscious and the staff's really conscious of, of you know, keeping that percentage as small as you can for fundraising, administrative, and governance. It's very valuable, whatever that percentage is, it's very valuable because that governance makes all the difference in the money that goes out. That Absolutely. Yeah. So Stephanie, if you would, since sure. you're on the fundraising side. Sure. We've done lots of conversation about the outflow of the money, where mm -hmm. it goes, the 43 nonprofits, sure. locally vetted, uh, all of that great stuff that takes place in our community. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about where the money comes from sure. and how it gets there and how big is that pie that Todd's alluding to, whereas the administrative piece is only 8 to 10%, and I'm pulling that number out of the air. So what's the dollar amount that the workplace campaigns mm -hmm. Uh, that the individual donors, mm -hmm. what does that number look like for Waco McLennan County? Sure. So we've been around for 98 years, and since that time, we've raised over $100 million locally in this community. And the way in which we do that is through our campaign cabinet, which Tanner, you sit on and, and serve in that way. And what that is, is it's a group of volunteers who have networks in the community and, and are willing to leverage those contacts and those networks that they have to help us bring in dollars. We know that more often than not, people give to people, and so we train up those campaign cabinet members to be able to speak about the work and the impact that we as an organization are making, and they use those um, talking points, so to speak, to talk about the work with, with those that they know. And so every year we look at, of course, we want to retain the companies that do give, and then we want to grow and we want to recruit new relationships and new contributors and in turn put more money back out into the community each year. So we're looking at last year we have followed along with our average rate and have put over a million dollars into the community and as Wendy mentioned you know last year was so critical with COVID being what it was and that COVID response fund itself raised over $200,000. And so that was dollars that went directly into the hands of individuals and families. And we're only as strong as the people that support us. And this community has shown its strength and its commitment to the work year over year. Absolutely. So being pretty close to the campaign fundraising efforts uh, and knowing you know, how fast the turnaround time was mm -hmm. last year during the heat of COVID right. uh, and just the outpouring of those funds. Give us a little bit of background on how that came to fruition because it was outside the scope of sure. what the United Way of Waco McLean County does uh, to a certain degree, but it was still money going into the community. Sure. So you want to give us a little bit of background on, I know it turned around fast. Right. Sure. I'm happy to speak to that. 
So last year, I think it was in the spring, it was probably about February, early March, we went into shelter in place and we as staff recognized immediately, this is what United Ways do and we have the capability to do this. And so we reached out to Waco Foundation, which is a wonderful partner to us and to this community as a whole. And we looked for ways to partner together. And so we did. And so, and with that, uh, we wrote a grant application process and vetted various organizations. All of the organizations that received funding were organizations that had received money previously through United Way and through Waco Foundation. And uh, the process was quick. Money, as soon as money came in, it was money out the door. And because we knew it was such an urgent situation um, and, and great need. And through that, we were able to do two phases of funding in about 60 to 90 days time. We did a lot of PPP loans and it didn't move yes. that fast. <laughs> uh, we tried to move fast and, and think we did a pretty good job of it uh, in helping those small businesses. So. Going back to something that you said, Wendy, uh, and going back to our industry as well, mm -hmm. uh, a big phrase, we're very involved in the Texas Bankers Association. Mm -hmm. And so the president and CEO, his big, big initiative always is whatever you do, make an impact. Mm -hmm. And so you mentioned that very early on. Was that a change in the vetting process, or is that just kind of a, not a new focus, but necessarily what we want to focus on as an organization now? is look for those nonprofits in the community that actually make an impact. So I think about three years ago when we made the shift in our granting process and we looked at how we could open up to be able to allow more organizations to be eligible for funding through United Way, the impact was one of, one of the things that we looked at. So as part of the new process, we have an, kind of like an after action report or a year end report. So if an organization receives money from us, then they have to report at the end of the year the, what they had said their program was going to do and what their actual outcomes were so that we have some tangible results to measure. And that's still, we're still kind of in the infancy with that data gathering because it's such a new uh, grant process and every year it's been tweaked and adjusted a little bit. So, but the goal is that we'll be able to kind of develop a, a pattern and see a trend in how that impact is working and in what areas we're making the most impact and, and how many lives we're able to touch and improve. Not just, not just, we don't wanna just touch someone's life or help temporarily. We want it to be a long-term impact. We want it to be something that can help overall improve their situation, improve their quality of life. And so we definitely look at what we're doing and we think about the impact um, and not just the effort. Gotcha. So a quick question that I've always had, if I'm a new nonprofit and I come to Waco McClendon County and I want to receive funding from the United Way, and I think this is always an interesting lesson for everybody to understand, is how, what does that look like for me as the nonprofit? I know I've got to fill out an application. Do I ask for specific amounts of money? How, what does that look like as a nonprofit? And I think understanding that really you get a very good comprehension of exactly the mechanics of how the organization works and how it's not a service organization, it funds service organizations. Mm -hmm. So what does that look like as a nonprofit? Well, so I think it's a couple of different things, and jump in if, sure. I, if I leave something out, but I think 
you do the application, you go through the, the vetting process, so we review So what does that vetting process look so like? So it's a review of the application, it's a review of the governance of the organization, it's a review of the mission and the work, and does it fit into the pillars of health, education, financial stability, or safety net services? Those are the four areas. Okay. So you have to kind of fit into one of those. And then once once that review process has happened with the, with the committee and the oversight there, and you become what we term as a, a designee, I guess, or, or you're eligible to receive designations. So you go on our list. So whenever we do the workplace campaign each year, we provide a list of the organizations that are eligible to receive funding. And then, um, like we said earlier, they can designate or they can just give to the pool, which then goes into the grants. So if designations are given to specific organizations, then those monies are captured as they come in, and that's a that's a check that goes out the door, like semi-annually or quarterly or whatever to those different organizations. Um, and then the money that's left that goes into just the general campaign dollars, then each year we look and we set a budget for how much we're going to be able to give out in grants. And we have an annual call on those grants, and we have a time period where you put the grant application together, you submit the grant application. So you have to go through that designation process first. And if okay. you're not already a designated agency, <clears throat> then you go through that process as part of the grant application process. Okay. And then once you're qualified as a designated agency, then you're eligible to apply for the grants. And so those grant calls go out about once a year, and they're reviewed by uh, staff and by volunteer committees and then recommendations are made up to the board and the board makes the ultimate determination on how those funds are done. So that's a, probably a four-month, five-month process um, from beginning to end once we make the call for applications until we know who we're going to look at as our designated agencies for that year. Now I can remember, I'm sorry, go ahead. I just wanted to piggyback off of one thing that Wendy mentioned. She's referenced the committees that review the grants and something that we may not have told you yet those committees are roughly 50 individuals oh, wow. so it is truly the community's work mm -hmm. in understanding what are the needs and, and allowing the community to have a voice and having those varying perspectives and then it's only after those 50 have reviewed those grant applications and made a recommendation that then our board of 15 about 15 individuals are then reviewing once again so yeah. truly the community that's, that's fine because that's that's what i was going to mention it's, uh, you know, we can have these conversations and have thoughtful conversations and use heady words about all this, but when you go through that grants process, and, and I don't know if you still do this, but at one time, uh, being on that committee, we actually load up on a bus mm -hmm. and we go do these tours. Right. And you're like, oh my gosh, because there's a lot more requests than there are funds to grant. Right. And you have to pick, you know, and you have to pick. And the people providing the services, you know, back, they, I don't know, they vary, but whether it's MHMR or, you know, Child, uh, child care, daycare, uh, just all these services, advocacy center, all these things. And you'll talk to these people, and the people running them are very passionate about what they do, and sometimes overly qualified to be doing what they're doing. But you, and then and you come away like, oh my gosh, look at the need. It's an emotional pull. That's the point. You know, when people come and talk to our corporate, like our employees, we're like, this is the only group that we allow to our 75 employees. When a, when a director of one of those agencies comes and talks about the need, what they do, we always get a better response than when one of us stands up there and talks about this great process and accountability on that. Because uh, when you see all that, you're like, oh, this is a great system. It's got all the things. All we need is money. Right. You know, all we need is money. But we can't get everybody on that bus and make those tours. Right. You know, and that's and then it's like we've got a great system. There's an abundance of need, but how do we tell the story? To me, that's always been the challenge is how do we connect 
those needs. Because once they see the need, if they could go on that bus and see those kids or see the patients or see the beneficiaries of these agencies, you're like, oh, yeah, you know? And so it's got to it's be very fulfilling to be able to help, but the need is always more. Whatever, what's, gonna, what's the campaign goal for this year? So or do we, we have one yet? We actually haven't set a goal for the year. We want to stay on track with uh, how we've averaged year over year. The reason we didn't set a, a, a the big picture goal was because COVID makes things a little. Yeah. A well, little just unsure. just for context, what's a typical budget year last pre-COVID? What would a, a budget for campaign be? It would be between a million and a million two, mm-hmm. and and okay. that's where we would really love to be. I mean, I would love to be between a million three and a million five. And that I guess, would be, you know, the impressive say, side of me. Because the, the, there's always more need than there's money. And the need, if, it's a, if it's a million two, the need, mm-hmm. justifiable yeah. need is two million five. Yes, exactly. It's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, and it's just uh, it's telling that story. You're about spot on on that because just in looking at last year's grant applications, they were the requests were about double what we actually had to, to be able to give out. And so that's ultimately where we'd like to be is let's meet sure. you know be able to fund every request and when you go talk year. to those people and most of the time when you go talk to those people like you see what they're doing what their total budget is and then you see what they submitted to united way and it was you know it's very humbling because a lot of them are like yeah we submitted x i was like yeah but you need y Right. Well, we you know they they're so conscientious about well we don't want to take more than what we can you know, more than what we need. We need to share it for other people. You know, like, oh my God. It makes more of you just, you know, yeah. give more. Yeah. Know, they give do. More and, and what our nonprofits are able to accomplish with the little limited amount of resources yeah. that they each have. I mean, some of them do amazing things on shoestring budget. And that's what just makes you want yeah. to work that much harder. And that's why we get up every year and we do what we do because, because of the way we raise the money and because we do it every year. If United Way wasn't here and we weren't doing that, that's over a million dollars in philanthropic giving that would just be lost to the community. Yeah, I mean, it, would, you, it wouldn't come in. If you weren't here, there would be a black hole in the community. Like, who's doing that? Because no one else is doing that. That's a great analogy and a great way to look at it because it, it is, uh, we already know, especially like with mental health issues and different things along those lines, there aren't enough service providers as it is. And so if we don't have the resources going to support the ones that are there, the problem just intensifies, and yeah. and so that's what you know we want to be able to, to help grow the service providers and help put more resources um, out there. But we also want to make sure that we don't lose ground, yeah. in, in in especially in the last couple of years because we haven't been able to do the in person tours in twenty and twenty one because of COVID. Um, not all of our agencies are you know available to do that, and it's sure. kind of hard to to put everybody together. So we will resume that. Uh, I'm hopeful next year mm-hmm. and, uh, and because it does it has such an impact and mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I love about what we do and how we do it is reaching out to those nonprofits and, and they are the spokespeople for United Way I mean mm-hmm. they help us tell our story better than we can you know one of the plug I haven't heard anyone speak of recently that uh, people need to be reminded of is even if you can't give a lot like you're not in a place in your career where everyone can give a proportionate amount and that's the cool mm-hmm. thing about United Way but from a selfish perspective, a lot of people that are younger in their careers or earlier in their careers, it's a great place to volunteer, some, not only here, but some of these United Way agencies that they serve, mm-hmm. because you may not be at a point where you're in the room making a lot of decisions for your industry or business, and you think you can contribute more, but a great place to hone those skills is volunteer at some place. Mm-hmm. They will let you come in, Absolutely. and you'll be making decisions, and you just, it's a skill set, it you is. know? And, and then eventually, uh, you know, even at the board level and all that, uh, 
the people that serve on those boards usually run companies or they run their own management company. But you get a different skill set when you get you have to work with a board of sixteen people, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and, and all that dynamic goes on. So it's from a selfish perspective, I've encouraged people to uh, to use you all as a resource to to get placed and develop that skill managerially. Uh, you can develop them there before, long before you get a chance to usually develop in your career. And plus the connections. I still I was telling uh, Tanner. Um, you know, one of our board members I met on the Iway board a hundred yeah. years ago, you know, uh, uh, just the relationships that come out of it. And, and sometimes you forget, like, where do we meet? You know, <laughs> well, we were on this committee, either in a nonprofit or through United Way and those. And uh, I, don't, I don't hear that talked about a lot with the you know, younger, younger people, but it's a great place to, to get that skill set selfishly. No, you know? and it's very true. Yeah. And, and again, that's what makes United Way such a great bridge between the nonprofits and the for-profit world because we can provide the volunteer opportunities and we provide the giving opportunities. And for me, learning about all facets of the community, right? Because we each get in our daily routines and our daily pattern. We drive to work the same way. We stop at the same place to get coffee. We don't, and so we don't always pay attention to everything that's going on out there. And it's a great way to kind of stay connected and see all different aspects of what's happening in the community. Absolutely. So one of the primary drivers on why we kind of created Ask Alliance Mm -hmm. was to give local businesses, whether we bank them or not, that's beside the point and and really has no relevance in what dictates what sessions we hold. Mm -hmm. What we like to do is just tell stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, And just like we pointed to the nonprofits, how they're such great resources for telling their stories, uh, and how it really does help a workplace campaign. You guys have done a great job of telling the story of the United Way. Uh, and so we talked about how we raise money, uh, how the money is vetted, and how it goes out the door, and what agencies. But to kind of wrap it up, since we've told you know the front, the introduction, and the body of the story, if you wanted to wrap the story up, what would be one thing you'd want to share with the audience about the United Way of Waco McLennan County? One of the great stories that I heard, because I haven't been with United Way very long, but I've been trying to go out and visit some of the agencies that we work with, and I heard a great story at um, Caritas about one of their clients who started off as a client and then has been a volunteer with them, and through the resources and the support and the help that she received, She's actually started her own business and Mm -hmm. has a food truck here in town. And so she came back one day and cooked for all of the volunteers at Caritas as kind of a way of saying thank you for what you did and for what you've helped make possible for me. And so now she's being a mentor in the community for other women wanting to start their own business and and kind of making those moves. And so that one, to me, is is a fabulous one that I think is uh, is something that was really – I think you uniquely spoke to me because my husband's a small business owner and I, and I spent so much time working with people who wanted to get their own businesses started mm-hmm. and, and have those dreams and I know how passionate people sure. are about that and I also know the failure rate, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard mm-hmm. and restaurant is really hard and so for her to be able to have done that and be so successful and be so pivotal in the community now it's just a great success story that and something story. I'm proud to be able to be associated with. Yeah, you know, an image that stuck in my mind one time we had a speaker come and do our company campaign Maybe we had 50 employees at the time, and they put the list of all the agencies in the brochure, or they turned to the page. Everybody, you know, turned to the page. Here's the list of our agencies, mm-hmm. and they said, "You don't have to say which one, but if you, you or your immediate family have been impacted by one of these agencies, mm-hmm. you know, in your in your lifetime, raise your hand." 
It was amazing how many people raised their hand. Because they don't tend to think, they, well, these people, all these people, jobs, some have great, and, and again, from all levels of income, and then the story of how well daycare, you know, mm-hmm. community cancer, you know, just like, ugh, ugh. And, you know, there's a big number in the room, because I think it's shocking how people do not realize how many people are getting benefits from these agencies y'all support. I would go back to, Tanner, your question about the success stories. To piggyback off of that, I would say with the changing of our grant model, we've opened the door to agencies that have not had the opportunity to compete for funds in the past and now have a seat at the table. And so there's these newer nonprofits that have been able to come in who are addressing, maybe they're not newer needs, but they're needs that have risen to the top that we're now recognizing need to be addressed. And that's a really interesting topic that we could create a whole new (laughs) Ask Alliance session. Uh, But that's one of the things that's really been eye-opening to me, getting back engaged with United Way from a campaign standpoint and also a board of directors standpoint, is needs evolve within a community. And it's the successful United Ways of the world that learn to evolve with the community. And I think that's where we've been and where we've come from. Uh, and I think it's in, in very large part to the two ladies sitting here in front of us. And so on behalf of the community, I'd like to say thank you for what you do, uh, you. not only for our community, but for all the folks within the community and the nonprofits that support that community. Uh, and so from the bank and myself personally, thank you for what you do. It really makes a difference. It absolutely does.